0: Wirecard files for insolvency. This begs the question, is centralization dead? And will decentralization take over slowly but surely? Let's find out. What up guys, this is Mark Denker here and today we are talking about decentralization. So the latest and greatest news, I'll make sure to link to the article below, is that Wirecard Has filed for insolvency. Wirecard is known for being the issuer of debit cards. They do many other things, but their main claim to fame is is the debit cards that they issue on behalf uh, of other companies. Uh, So fintech companies, cryptocurrency companies, blockchain companies, all these different companies, they typically use Wirecard to issue debit cards, uh, where you can spend all kinds of assets. So let's say you signed up on a fintech kind of platform where you can. By gold then if they have a card that is issued by Wirecard they can go down in your local store local coffee shop to basically buy a cup of coffee with gold but what really happens is that Wirecard takes the gold asset and converts it into dollars or euros or whatever you spent down in your local coffee shop so a lot of of course cryptocurrency companies and fintech companies in general they're using Wirecard to do this it's a big behemoth System that you need in place in order to issue debit cards like this Problem is Wirecard now uh, says that they don't have the money that they uh, That they store or claim to have before and this brings up a discussion that has been going on for 12 years I would say now after Bitcoin was uh, started in 2008 and that is is centralization or decentralization the future of how we store our data So just to give you a little bit of historical background, centralization is typically historically how we build systems. You would store uh, your code and your data databases on a central uh, machine server, or a central network of machines, data farms, data centers. Today, you typically see that with uh, Google Cloud, Amazon Web Services, AWS, or Microsoft Azure. So all these big tech companies, they've built out these huge infrastructures where people can uh, launch their applications, apps, websites, and store all their data, the databases, on their server farms. So that's historically how we've built systems. But since 2008, with Bitcoin and blockchain, we've had an alternative. We've had distributed ledgers, decentralized ways of uh, storing data in a network of nodes, and these nodes basically make sure that whatever gets added to the ledger, to the database, uh, is verified. So since 2008, so for the past 12 years, there has been an epic battle going on between centralization and decentralization. Today I will talk about something in between, but before we get to that, let's just talk about the pros and cons between centralization and decentralization. I'll use the example of cryptocurrency because that's sort of the most uh, obvious comparison is also where there's the most examples of why uh, centralization or decentralization is the best so if we take for example convenience today you need if you uh, if you store your money on a centralized system so that will be your bank a uh, cryptocurrency platform for example where you where they store your private key that's very convenient, right? You can log in on a website or an app or whatever they have and you can access your funds, you can send funds, you can exchange, you can do all kinds of things. If you go in the decentralization camp, uh, in terms of money and cryptocurrency, you need to store your own private key and therefore your funds. You can store that on a piece of paper, writing down your private key physically on a piece of paper. You can store it on a USB like this, like a Ledger Nano that, that I have. There's all these different ways. It's quite inconvenient, and that's where centralization wins, because for example, if you if you use a USB uh, dongle or Ledger Nano, you have to connect it to your computer, and then you have to update the firmware, and it gets very technical, very very fast. So it's quite inconvenient, and that's also why decentralization today, still 12 years in, is still a main mainly for tech geeks and technical people. So here I would say a centralization wins. When it comes to security, centralization, uh, storing data in a centralized database has definitely failed when it comes to security. You see this with Wirecard, where they file for insolvency now, that would never happen in a decentralized system. You've seen a lot of different cryptocurrency platforms and exchanges where money has been lost because they were hacked. So centralized databases and centralized systems, they are definitely uh, risky when it comes to security. Decentralized databases and systems are less secure, uh, sorry, uh, more secure, uh, less risky because uh, they are being distributed uh, across a network. It would be very very difficult to hack Bitcoin at this point because the network is so large. Basically in order to hack Bitcoin you will need to be able to hack all nodes or computers all at once uh, when the next block is being mined seven minutes and today even the most powerful computer will not be able to do that it is virtually impossible so security is definitely uh, something that that, uh, decentralization uh, wins on uh, big time Um, so those are the two main things I would say convenience and security there are all kinds of uh, mixed buckets I would say Uh, one that uh, decentralization gets a lot of criticism for is that it is unverifiable it's anonymous basically which is great to some extent but when a lot of criminal activity weapons deals drug deals and all that stuff happens on let's say bitcoin or decentralized systems because you don't need to verify yourself then it becomes a problem and that's where centralization wins because every time you sign up to a bank fintech company whatever you always need to verify yourself due to KYC and AML procedures so that's definitely one uh, where where centralization uh, wins now I want to talk about a golden middle path because there's a long list of these pros and cons between centralization and decentralization what if there was a golden middle path something in between right wouldn't that be awesome and uh, we believe there is. Uh, I work with a group of blockchain and crypto enthusiasts. And we think we found a way and we actually built a tool for it. We can talk about that in another video, but basically I call it hybrid decentralization. This is not a an uh, academic term or anything. This is something I just came up with. But basically hybrid decentralization tries to bridge the best of both worlds. How they do that? If we take the uh, criminal activity malicious activity they do that because they verify first of all they verify users when they onboard when they start uh, on, a, on a hybrid decentralized platform so one they have verification but when you sign up uh, not only do you verify yourself you also get your private key so you actually hold the access the ultimate access to your funds obviously if you lose that key then you are screwed but that's just how it is that's how decentralization works then your money is lost um, still view your funds and view uh, money on the blockchain and all that stuff but uh, you cannot interact with the blockchain so this private key holds the key to everything that's how decentralization works But with that when you have the private key so that's obviously the con that you you lose your private key you lose everything but the upside to that is that one you can verify everything you don't need to trust the platform for example when you send money or exchange one currency to another on a centralized system, they might write uh, to you in the interface when you log in online. They might write to you that now you have sent this money or exchange this money or whatever. But there's really no way for you to verify that. And you've seen that with all these different hacks. The the platforms typically wrote you know, no problem. Your funds are still here, and when you logged in, you could also see the numbers. Uh, they, they, it looked like your funds were still there, but in reality, behind the scene, all the funds were lost. There's many different examples of that, and this will never be able to happen or possible uh, with a decentral or hybrid decentralization because you will be able to verify everything on the blockchain. It also means that every time you need to do anything, in order order for you to trade, in order for you to exchange anything from one currency to another, you always need to get your private key out from a USB like this, or from a piece of paper Whatever you do uh, to write down your private key, every time you interact with the blockchain basically, every time you trade and every time you transfer you need to uh, get out your private key So obviously It's a bit less convenient than a centralized system, but the upside to that is that it's much more secure. Because with a system that runs on hybrid decentralization, you will not be uh, risking a wide scale attack to that platform, and therefore your funds will always be safe, because you hold your private key. So maybe it's not as convenient as centralized uh, systems, But it's almost as convenient, you can still access uh, via a a website or an app or whatever you you know from uh, from these centralized systems. But in order for you to make a transfer, make a trade, you need to get your private key. Upside to that, obviously, is that it's way more secure. So there are many different uh, upsides and pros and cons, interests in this golden middle path hybrid decentralization as I called it. I'd love to hear what you think uh, if there's any pros and cons that you feel like I missed out uh, out on. Uh, So yeah guys let me hear what you think below and if you like this obviously subscribe to the channel and until then guys I will see you for the next one.